0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: Welcome to Foundations, a weekly program brought to you by the Reformed Church of Christ Church. Hello, I'm Esther Smith. A couple of weeks back, we were considering the Christian ritual of baptism. We considered whether being baptized automatically means a person is a Christian, and we found out that baptism itself doesn't actually save. In the same way, another Christian ritual, the Lord's Supper, doesn't cause people to believe. Rather, it reminds those who do believe what eating and drinking the spiritual body and blood of Christ is all about. Here's Hendrick now to elaborate on this.
0: I would like to read for you from the Bible, from 1 Corinthians 10, verse 16. Is not the cup of thanksgiving, for which we give thanks, a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Now talk about Obscure. Not very easy to understand. I mean, participation in the body and blood of Christ. What's that supposed to mean? To participate in a discussion, you just have to talk. But how are you supposed to participate in the body and blood of Jesus Christ? Well, if you have a bit of knowledge about Christianity, you might be able to tell that this passage is referring to the Lord's Supper. One of the most important rituals of the Christian faith. That verse from the Bible that I read talks about bread and a cup. And those are two of the essential ingredients in the Lord's Supper. So what this verse is saying is that when you participate in the Lord's Supper, you participate in the body and blood of Christ. But what is that supposed to mean? How do we participate in the body and blood of Christ when we participate in the Lord's Supper? Well, there are a number of ways to look at this. For example, one view is that the bread and the wine of the sacrament actually turn into the real physical body and blood of Christ. It still looks and tastes like wine and a wafer, but it's actually the real flesh and blood of Christ. Well, this being the case it would seem that you participate in the body and blood of Christ by opening up your mouth, putting in the bread and the wine, and swallowing. In this view, participating is a very physical activity. Just like you participate in a meal at home by eating, so you participate in the body and blood of the Lord first of all by eating. With this sort of understanding, you might think it doesn't really matter where your heart is at. As long as you are participating in the physical activity of eating and drinking, you are participating in the body and blood of the Lord. But the thing is, when it comes to the Lord's Supper, the actual act of eating and drinking the bread and the wine is not in itself of first importance. What is really important is what you believe in your heart. To actually participate in the body and blood of the Lord As you take the Lord's Supper, your heart has to be in the right place. In other words, participating in the body and the blood of Jesus Christ is not so much a physical thing as it is a spiritual thing. Now, I have to admit, some of this might sound a bit difficult to understand. Spiritually participating in the body and blood of the Lord? What is this supposed to mean? Well, look at it this way. The Lord's Supper serves as a reminder of what happened when Jesus died on the cross. On the cross, his body was broken and his blood was spilled. And in the Lord's Supper, the bread is broken to point to Christ's body being broken. And the wine is poured to point to Christ's blood being shed. But now, ask yourself, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Was it just another execution of a rabble rouser? Or even worse, the unjust killing of an innocent man? Well, Jesus was innocent. But the thing is, he died on the cross in order to take on himself the punishment that should have been inflicted on you and me. He died in order to be punished for sins. In other words, he died to pay for sins. And when we believe in him when we say, Lord, forgive me, we can know that it was our sins He was dying to pay for. And we can then be said to be participating in His body and blood. His body was broken for me. His blood was shed for me. My sins are forgiven. My sins are paid for. So the thing is, when you eat the bread of the Lord's Supper and drink the wine, when you do this truly believing in Jesus you can be reminded of what a wonderful thing it is that Jesus died for you. Now, of course, you don't have to actually participate in the Lord's Supper to know that your sins are paid for. But you see, the Lord's Supper is a sign showing the believer, teaching him that being forgiven by God is just as sure, just as real as eating bread and drinking wine is. At about the time of the evening meal, you're probably a bit hungry. You sit down for your meal. And when you see the food in front of you on your plate, you have a pretty good idea that if you put enough of that food into your stomach, then you won't be hungry anymore, right? Your hunger pains are going to be taken care of. Well, Jesus Christ takes care of our spiritual hunger pains. Just as surely as food takes care of our physical hunger pains. That's what the Lord's Supper teaches us. And you know something. The spiritual nourishment you can receive from God is even more of a sure thing than the physical nourishment you receive from food. You eat a chocolate bar or potato chips and it's not a sure thing that you will be all that nourished. You eat one leaf of lettuce and while you may get some nourishment from that, it won't do much for your hunger. And no matter what you eat, hunger will always return. But the nourishment you can receive from the spiritual body and blood of Christ, nourishing your soul, is more than enough to take care of all your guilt before God. It is enough to strengthen you in this life. It's enough to assure you of the promises of God. Mind you, don't get the idea... That being a Christian means that you will never feel spiritual hunger. We all have our struggles and pains. There are times when the Lord may even seem to be far from us. This happens to the strongest Christian. But when God loves us, then he will see us through. And Jesus Christ will more than supply us with what we need to receive eternal life. This is one of the things that the Lord's Supper can teach you in a very visible way as you see and feel and touch the bread and the wine. The spiritual nourishment you get from the body and the blood of the Lord is just as real as the bread and wine. But remember now, because you eat the bread and drink the wine this does not mean that you automatically receive spiritual nourishment. Rather The Lord's Supper is a tool that God uses to strengthen the existing faith of the believer. This ritual does not guarantee you will have faith, but it can be a means by which God strengthens you when you do have faith. My friends, do you have a true faith, knowing that Christ died to pay the price for your sins? Do you believe this with all your heart? Do you want to be a Christian? If not, I would urge you to repent of your unbelief and trust in Jesus. When you have faith, then you can know what it means to have spiritual nourishment. And that is the greatest nourishment of all.
1: You're listening to Foundations on Plains FM 96.9 Today you have heard Hendrik Barker reading edited material written by Reverend Jim Klausinger. Hendrick has just been talking about participation in the Lord's Supper. So the next question is, who should participate? Please join us next Sunday at 10am when we'll be addressing this. Our programs are also rebroadcast on Sunday night at 30 pm For now though, from the Foundations team, goodbye. You can contact the Foundations team by sending an email to FoundationsonPlains at gmail.com. Join us for worship on Sunday at the Reformed Church of Christchurch. Our services are at 10.30 a.m. and 5 p.m. at 63 Cornwall Street.